0: In a world called Craig's List. Hello, listeners. It's uh, Craig's List, episode three, and we're going to talk about the number 98 movie on Craig's List.
1: Number 98? Already?
0: <laughs> How fast we are going. We are just speeding through this thing. I mean, there's no way this is going to take two years, right? Right. A movie a week? Wait a minute. The math checks out this is going to take two years to do, but we're three weeks into it, and we're having a blast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, today's movie, Carla, is The Squid and the Whale. It's a, it
1: sure is.
0: It's a 2005 movie by Noah Baumbach, uh, one of my favorite contemporary American filmmakers. And, uh, this movie is set in, uh, Park Slope, Brooklyn in the mid eighties. It's about a, uh, a family coming apart, uh, divorcing, uh, stars Jeff Daniels and Laura Linney as the divorcing parents and, uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Owen Klein as the teenage kids.
1: Not Kevin Klein as we misspoke at the end of the Lord of the Rings episode.
0: Yes. I hope I corrected that for the public because for some reason I immediately agreed. Of, like, oh yeah, Kevin Klein. Cause
1: I said that. something stupid and you were just saying yes to me.
0: Yeah. It, it was right after we finished the improv scene. So I was like in full yes and mode. I think. Yep. Yeah. Kevin Klein. He's not in this movie, but his son, Owen, is.
1: Here was my train of thought, I think. When I, cause I had seen this when it first came out 10 years ago or whenever it was. When okay. did it come out? 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Um, the reason I think I thought or I remembered that Kevin Klein was in it was because, I was confused. I knew that his son was in it in my brain, Kevin Klein's son, Correct. and I was thinking of the Ice Storm. Okay. Which takes place in the seventies, but that, is also about a couple about
0: divorce yeah. and infidelity. Yes. Yeah, and Kevin Klein is in that, with and he's Sigourney the dad. And Elijah Wood. He's Chris,
1: Christina Ricci's dad in that.
0: Or also, are you thinking about the anniversary party? No, okay.
1: I'm not thinking about that
0: because Owen Klein is in that.
1: I saw that though. Yeah, but that's not what I was thinking of.
0: Because I think that's the last movie I believe that Phoebe Cates was in. Kevin Klein and yeah. Phoebe Cates are they playing themselves? They are. And uh, and their kids are in it playing their kids.
1: And that came out in like 2001. And I remember at the time it was the first time that um, Phoebe Cates had been in something in years. Right. And so they were making a big deal about it because Jennifer Jason Leigh directed it or co-directed
0: it. That's correct. With and Alan their coming. best best friends from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Who wouldn't be? Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, not on the list. But <laughs> if it was 1984, uh, I think everybody's VHS copy of Fast Times at a particular scene. Had about those mid-way lines. Midway through, had those lines from rapid fire rewinding Yeah, uh, to watch that scene over and over. And I think you guys know what scene I'm talking about.
1: I think I had heard about that movie for so long. And I had just missed it. Like, I'm just young enough where it wasn't a big deal for my era.
0: You were three when it came out. Right.
1: And so when I actually did, as an adult, sit down to watch it, I was like, this is terrible. And then when that scene came up, I did not understand what the big deal was. Uh huh. Like, Phoebe Cates is attractive, sure, but she just is getting out of the pool, right?
0: Well, and then she takes her top off.
1: Does she? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I saw it on TBS. You must have seen...
0: (laughs) A edited version of it
1: I think I did I think I saw it yeah. on, on TV one day and no, I was like what is the big deal
0: <laughs> it's full out breasts
1: oh. yeah
0: absolutely always watch the unedited version of movies <laughs> it didn't you,
1: occur to me until just now that that was what was happening
0: you're missing out on so much oh. <laughs> sorry yeah I think
1: but come on who hasn't seen boobs before
0: well, <laughs> for a lot of teenage boys in the '80s, that was their first experience. All right, uh, and Miss Kate's. Well I'm just always. saying
1: it, it passed me by. I didn't get it.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, boy, where where were we? What were we talking about? The Kevin sc-
1: Klein and the Kevin Klein Daniels. and his
0: absence from. Well, also, in Kevin the and Kevin Klein and Jeff
1: Daniels are contemporaries, and so it makes sense that I would confuse them. Okay. They've both been in s- movies with Meryl Streep.
0: Uh. Sophie's Choice for Kevin Klein. And the Hours. The Hours for Jeff Daniels. For okay. For Jeff
1: Daniels. He might have been in another movie with her too, but I can't remember what it would have been. Uh, anyways, that's how my brain works. Just yes. letting you, you know, on the inside.
0: This is a uh, semi autobiographical movie for Mr. Baumbach uh, based on his own childhood and his own parents' divorce. And so it's just loaded with personal touches and authenticity. Mm-hmm. I feel like these are characters that you couldn't make up just because they're so dripping with reality, you know? Uh, I think he clearly, uh, you know, fudged things as any semi-autobiographical filmmaker would do, but, uh, it just feels so real and honest and brutal too. Um, Noah Baumbach, I feel like he just gets me. And I actually looked up his age just out of curiosity. He's exactly a month older than me. Oh, really? So he was born in 1969, a month uh, before me. And uh, all of his movies, I just feel like I can totally relate to all of the cultural artifacts Uh uh, that he puts in there. And, uh, I've enjoyed his movies since his debut, Kicking and Screaming in 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Will Ferrell soccer movie, but right. this is the...
1: I did see that and I can't remember anything about it. Was Ben Stiller in that?
0: He was not. Uh... Who the
1: heck was in that?
0: Well, uh, Chris Eigeman is in it and, uh, an actor named Carlos Jacot, who, uh, was an improviser in Chicago that I was a big fan of, which is why I saw that movie in the first oh. place. And I believe he and, uh, some other folks who were improvisers in Chicago went to Vassar with Noah Bombach, which is how they ended up in this movie. So gotcha. that's, that's how I found okay. out about it. Uh, Carlos was a guy I did not know, but I had seen him perform many times and admired him greatly. I was like, Oh, he's one of the stars of this movie. Uh, but Parker Posey is also in it. Mm. And, uh, Olivia Dabo, the, okay. uh, sister from the Wonder Years.
1: Oh, yeah. I like um,
0: her. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a, and Eric Stoltz is in it, too. It's uh about a bunch of people who graduate college and hang out in their college town for the year after they graduate because they're not ready for adulthood yet. And it's just a wonderful, funny, quirky, independent movie. I didn't movie. see
1: that. I'm thinking of something else. Okay. Yeah. There was a bunch of movies that came out in the 90s that had like two uh verbs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> blanking and blanking?
1: Like something and something.
0: Yeah. Breaking and Entering?
1: Breaking and Entering. Uh, walking and Talking. Walking and Talking? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Yeah, Walking and Talking is a movie. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. yeah. That's a Nicole Holofcener yes. movie. And yeah. her
1: movies are always like that. It's like something and something.
0: Lovely and Amazing.
1: Lovely and Amazing. Yeah. So I think I'm confusing it with one of
0: those. Please and Give. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I love Noah Baumbach, and I think this is probably my favorite of his movies, though Francis Ha would be damn close. And, uh, he's just, uh, he's just a great writer. He's also co-written Fantastic Mr. Fox and Life Aquatic with Wes Anderson.
1: I did not know that. You didn't know that? Yeah. And I like both of those movies and a Wes, lot. And
0: Wes Anderson, uh, produced this movie as well. So they're frequent collaborators. And I think though, Wes Anderson is a little more artificial, uh, in his style, Noah Baumack a little more grounded they have similar rhythms mm. in their movies the way they edit uh, and it's often very short scenes and they just got a great sense for uh buttoning scenes in a funny way mm-hmm. and i don't
1: think wes anderson's artificial i mean i get what you're saying but he feels more well he's stylized, sty- he's stylized. Yeah. yeah yeah i see what you mean
0: so uh this is your first time seeing it since uh it came out
1: um yes I think, yeah, I saw it when it first came out and I didn't like it from what I had remembered. And I think I told you that uh, on the last episode.
0: And why is that?
1: Uh, I couldn't remember. I just remember like leaving with a bad taste in my mouth okay. and not ever needing to see it again. <laughs> and I remember there being something really gross in the movie that like made my stomach hurt for a few days. Okay. And in my memory, it was him masturbating, the son masturbating and wiping his semen all mm-hmm. around. But then when I rewatched it, it was actually when the sun vomits and then the peanut comes out of his nose.
0: It's a cashew, I believe. A cashew. Yes. Early in the movie. It's
1: the worst moment.
0: <laughs> it's so gross. Really?
1: It made my stomach hurt again. And as it was happening, I was like having a small inkling of like, oh God, this is what it is. What is it? What is it? What's happening? And then it came out of his nose and then I saw it again and I was like, Why?
0: Early in the movie, uh, Owen Klein's character puts a cashew up his nose at dinner, and then you kind of forget about it. And then uh, probably months later in the yeah. timeline of the movie, uh, the uh, the cashew shows up again. That just speaks to the endless capacities of the naval cavity. Right. Nasal <laughs> cavity. Or the naval. <laughs> and the naval cavalry, which and are the, the horsemen who ride on ships. Uh, the nasal cavity. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, so anyways. So you
0: couldn't handle that. You could handle the masturbation, but, uh, Yeah. But not the, that. It was
1: because it looks gross. It looks so gross. <laughs> right. Um, it's been,
0: it's been in his head for a few months.
1: Yeah. It's really unnecessary. Um, but, okay. So here's my th- feelings on this film. Um, if you care to hear, it, do you care? Sure. Okay. So I think that as I was rewatching it, I remembered, that it wasn't that I didn't think it was a well-made film, it was that the subject matter is very upsetting to me. Divorce. Divorce. And, yeah.
0: Okay. And so... Your parents divorced when you were...
1: Yeah. And like... all how this, old? Like 13. Okay. Or 14. So
0: about the age of the Owen Klein character.
1: So... And not that I even necessarily recognized my experience and not that I, even my parents had a terrible divorce or whatever. But I do remember like they had joint custody and I had my brother and I were going back and forth and there were whole uh, p- time periods where like I wanted to stay with my dad and my brother wanted to stay with my mom and my mom got really upset with me because i didn't want to go live with her and it was just like this whole thing and so i think it just kind of makes my stomach hurt to watch this movie which ultimately means that okay so this is <laughs> this is a movie uh, that is replicating something real from life that is you know a striking a chord in me yeah um it's effective it's effective
0: <laughs> yeah my parents uh, are not divorced they're still together uh, I did not grow up in New York, and my parents are not academics. I should say that, like, uh, the, the parents are both writers, mm-hmm. and he's a professor, and presumably she was once his student, and that's how, you know, she's his third wife. <laughs> Actually, he's a bit older than her. Um, so the specificity, uh, I nece- couldn't necessarily relate to, because that's Noah Bombach's life, but, uh I think just because of the era I would have been exactly about the age of Jesse Eisenberg's character in this movie. Uh the music reference points really speak to me and uh I could also relate to uh kind of the Jesse Eisenberg character of just being a know-it-all mm-hmm. uh which I definitely was I still am mm-hmm. but I it's something oh, that, I know. it's something I try to suppress mm-hmm. <laughs> and not be as a, I was way more obnoxious with it uh, when I was a teenager, like I couldn't not say my opinion on everything at the first possible opportunity and tell other people that they were wrong. But then also most of my opinions were just cobbled from other people's opinions. Stuff you had yeah. read. Stuff I had read, you know, and I definitely did that thing of pretending to read books, pretending to see movies, pretending mm-hmm. to listen to music that I had not listened to, but having, having read the criticism of it would parrot back, uh, the things that I had heard. So, uh, that kid in that movie is not that different than me. And also just the shitty way he treats his first girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I did not date in high school, but definitely in college and in my early twenties, just being so inexperienced, uh, with people of the opposite sex, you know, I could relate to just how bad <laughs> he treats them, mm-hmm. uh, and how much neuroses, um, um, is attached to dating uh and exploring sexuality for the first time
1: i think the first half of the movie as i was sitting there i was thinking to myself oh yeah these people are dicks like all of them are just not nice people like even the kids are assholes uh-huh. uh to the extreme where the youngest son is wiping his semen around the school <laughs> like it's totally disrespectful
0: and rude <laughs> that's uh, just rude
1: it, it is and it you don't do that Right. Uh, and so I was thinking, oh, that's why I hated this movie. But then as it goes on, of course, you're brought more into the story and you understand like, oh no, this is a family going through crisis and everybody is acting out. And yeah, they have, they have bad habits. I think there's even that scene where Laura Linney, where, where, uh, Jesse Eisenberg says to his mom, you know, uh, the way that you talk to me, oh, what does he say? The way that you talk to me, uh, you don't explain things very well or something like that. And she's mm-hmm. like, I know it's a bad habit because she does the whole movie. She's just saying stupid stuff. Oh no. He says the, the way that you talk to me, you reveal too much. Yeah. And she says, I know it's a bad habit and because you've just seen scene after scene of her, like telling them way too much about her sex life. She's an
0: oversharer. Yeah.
1: Like she's such an idiot. But then you, you realize like, Oh, she's been in this marriage for years and years and years and this guy is just an egomaniac. Yeah. And of course, like these, all these people. And he's people, probably cheated on her too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They never talk about that, but it's. It's implied. Yeah. It's totally implied that he's been cheating on her for years. Um, but then you kind of realize like, oh, all of these people are just in crisis. Him and uh, Jeff Daniels' character also, you know. You do have, you end up having sympathy for all of them. Um, I don't love, I'm not like a super fan of. Uh, stories about kids growing up in New York City with like super intelligent parents who are like being published in the New Yorker, uh-huh. like that to me is a little classic
0: first world problem. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and I would love to see a movie like this taking place in a, a middle class family, you know, living in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be That's more interesting. Why I loved, ultimately,
0: loved Boyhood so much. Yeah, uh, I agree because they're more suburban and they're more kind of like struggling to get by. Kind totally, of, of like. They're not poor. They're definitely not rich, but they're more like the typical family, you right?
1: Know? Well, I mean, and they do show moments of the of Jeff Daniels' character struggling. I mean, he doesn't move into a nice house or whatever, but
0: and he's cheap. And he's cheap. He makes the girlfriend chip in for uh, dinner. <laughs> they but, split it three ways. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but nonetheless, it's still like a movie that takes place in New York City with a kid who like gets on the subway whenever he wants. You know, sure. like it's so far removed from my upbringing. Um and i feel like i've seen a lot of films like that and so what was my point i guess that was like kind of that that makes it less interesting to me ultimately
0: it's a sp- specific demographic that it's yeah <laughs> uh directed to um there weren't a lot of carlos quotes for this movie I know. I'm going to be sorry. just straightforward with that. You were pretty silent <laughs> for this whole thing. I think you were just on the couch uh, remembering what? your parents' divorce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we had been traveling all day yeah? and I was okay. a, exhausted and not feeling very playful. You were a little uh, little brain this. dead.
0: Uh, I love the opening scene of the movie because uh, it's the four of them playing tennis doubles oh, yeah. together. Uh-huh. And my family did play a lot of tennis growing up and we weren't as uh brutal to each other uh in the way that this family is but we are very competitive yes and it looked exactly like the tennis club uh (laughs) that my mom belonged to in woodbridge virginia where i grew up and you know with that big uh foam bubble over it or, or tarp bubble um so during that opening tennis scene as they're smacking each other with balls and insulting each other you said this is like playing sports with your family they don't take it as seriously but they're competitive and it's it's rude
1: (laughs) 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 yeah i don't love playing anything with your family
0: my family loves to play games they
1: love to win games yeah i mean they love to play but it is it gets to be a little too intense
0: yeah my dad strangely is the least competitive in my family, though, he likes to win and he's pretty good at everything that he yeah. plays and does. Uh, my mom and my sister, Allison, are the worst.
1: We once played horse with Craig's – I'm speaking to the listeners now. We once played horse with Craig's sister, Allison, and her husband and their two kids. Horse, you guys. This is a basketball game that means nothing, right? <laughs> I don't
0: know that it means nothing. By I mean, the end, it's I was – still indicative of how you can so, hit various trick shots.
1: I was so done – we were in the suburbs in Chicago and I was like, get me out of this place right now. <laughs> even your, even our niece and nephew were like – they were young at the time. They were like seven and nine. Yeah.
0: Well, they both play sports. They've been indoctrinated into that oh, uh, that world. So they're continuing to – Just
1: like giving me shit for not getting it. It's yeah. the worst.
0: Uh, on Jesse Eisenberg, you said, ugh, he always plays the same character.
1: Oh, yeah, it's true. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: This is kind of like his um, origin story for his career trajectory, I think.
0: Yeah, he had done Roger Dodger before this, which I love. Campbell Scott, which is a good movie. Is that on your
1: 100 list? It is not. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah. I like that movie a lot. Uh
0: so that was the first thing I remember seeing him in. But this is was kind of the thing that really kind of uh established him in the public eye, maybe.
1: Yeah, he's just kind of like a dick, you know. (laughs) He's just like this grumpy he seems like he's a sixty year old in a teen body and he just kinda walks around with his you know, looking down his nose at people. That's a character he plays in everything.
0: I get that he doesn't have a tremendous range, but I think he's really good at doing the thing that he does. Like, I agree. He's very yeah, natural. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, a lot of just uggs during this movie. Really? You would just say ugh.
1: Well, because it was painful. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't it, this. This episode's probably not going to be hilarious for our listeners because <laughs> it was. Yeah, there's some moments in this where it just hurts to watch it
0: and it's often after jeff daniel's character saying a self-centered thing yeah. um it really feels like and and my family is much more repressed you uh-huh. know in term like maybe part of the reason that i like this movie is just to live with a family that is exactly saying exactly what they think yeah. <laughs> at all times. Well, yeah, you know? and so you're, I, which is more of a New York way of living, I think.
1: I don't think your family's repressed. I think your family's super laid back. Yeah, Even though I just said they're very cutthroat <laughs> with games, which is true. But just in terms of like being around them, they're so easy to be around. Yeah. Super easy. That's nice. It is nice. I had to make up for saying how competitive <laughs> they
0: were.
1: No, but it's true. It's
0: true. Uh, William Baldwin <laughs> plays the <laughs> plays the tennis coach in this.
1: It's I totally forgot about it. And I was just thinking about him the other day.
0: Uh-huh. What were you know thinking why. about? Thinking about backdraft? I that, don't
1: remember. How
0: sexy he was in but it. But I was
1: like, what the hell ever happened to Billy
0: Baldwin? Well, during this movie you said, why was Billy Baldwin ever in anything? <laughs> it's uh so because true. he's a Baldwin. He's but a he's, total Baldwin. But
1: he's not he's I don't know, is he he's, stra-
0: he's strange looking.
1: Was he supposed to be sexy?
0: I believe so. Yeah,
1: I don't uh, understand.
0: Where he's definitely supposed to be sexy in 1985, right? You know? He's got kind of like the slicked back, you know, long hair, you yeah. know, and he, he's wearing those tennis shorts.
1: He married the attractive lady from Wilson Phillips. Oh, they're all attractive. What am I saying? We can edit that part out <laughs> later. Uh, no, but she's like the blonde, like commercially attractive.
0: Sure. China Phillips.
1: China Phillips, yeah. I, I do honestly think they're all very attractive. Sure. I love Wilson in, Phillips. In Get case, off my back.
0: In case Carney and Wendy Wilson are listening to this, <laughs> you're all very attractive. Uh, that scene where he does make the girlfriend pay at dinner, you said he is the worst.
1: <laughs> when the dad? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the dinner, the dad makes the girl, okay, but can I tell you the same thing happened to me?
0: Sure. You can tell me that.
1: So <laughs> so at the end of the dinner, Jesse Eisenberg's bringing his girlfriend to meet his dad for the first time. And the dad takes him out to dinner. And then at the end of the dinner, he he like looks at the girl to pay her portion of yeah. the check. This happened to me once. I was dating a guy. And it was in L.A. And I was meeting up with his dad and him. And they invited me to the Dresden for a terrible bowl of pasta. Uh-huh. And Come have
0: a terrible bowl of pasta with us.
1: At the end of the dinner – the guy did not pick up the check, and this was somebody I had known because this guy that I was whatever seeing, yeah. I had known his sister when I was a kid. So this father I had known for like ten years already. Really? And he didn't pay for me, and I was and I was like twenty two, and I was broke. Yeah. I was broke out of my mind. You
0: guys are youngsters, and this is a guy in his fifties. It was right?
1: the weirdest. Yeah. And I I immediately thought like ugh,
0: dads pick up the check. Yeah. Don't be cheapos, dad. Did you at least get to see Marty and Elaine?
1: Yes. I think Matthew Perry was there that night too. <laughs>
0: wow. Uh, there was a series of sexual scenes in a row, I think involving the cum smearing and, uh, and him, uh, getting a hand job from, uh, his girlfriend uh-huh. for the first time. And you just said, this is so gross. <laughs> just a series of sexual scenes. Uh, you also said, why would Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates let their kid do this? <laughs>
1: I was thinking that a lot.
0: This also, like, I think Owen Klein is very good in, in this movie. He is, he's yeah. very natural, too. He has not made another movie since.
1: I, w- what, ha- okay. And so, he's
0: now, like, 24.
1: This is so peculiar to me. We, can we just take a second to pause Carlos' quotes for a second? Sure. Because we're
0: this, pretty much done. That's all you that said. That was it. I didn't yeah. talk that
1: much. I was depressed watching it. I've got
0: this movie. one more thing, but, uh, yeah. We'll go come ahead. back to
1: it. Uh, this is, like, fascinating to me that this, that his parents are both actors, one of which like drops out of show business basically mm-hmm. to take care of her kids. Right. That's the official story. I believe so. And then they're, they're both like, sure. My young teenage son, you can do this movie. You're going to be masturbating a lot in this movie. Uh uh-huh. Um, And then he does it. And so you think, okay, so they're allowing him to be an actor. He wants to be an actor and so they're allowing it to happen. Fine. And then he would go on and make other movies because he's good in it. But he doesn't. And so, like, what happened there? Like, why did they let him do it? Why did he not do any more? Right.
0: Right. Was that his call?
1: Was that his call? Was that their call? If it was their call, why'd they let him do it in the first place? Somebody call Kevin (laughs) Klein and let us know what happened here. This is – it's completely bizarre to me because it's not just like a normal kid's role in a movie.
0: Yeah. It's strange for a movie – to explore, like, prepubescent kind of uh, sexuality. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, because uh, it, it's getting into a dangerous area. But then it's also, like, I think it's kind of true to life of, like, he doesn't really understand – Right. I mean, it, maybe kids today do more because they just have access to more information mm-hmm, than ever mm-hmm. before because of the internet. But definitely of like for 1985, like that feels pretty true of like he's just, uh, he's acting out in ways, but he doesn't really understand what he's doing. And he's drinking too. Right. Like he's stealing beers, you know.
1: I think, you know, that stuff is an interesting choice for the film. I'm just saying like, why?
0: Yeah. You still have to get a young actor right. in order to do that, and it's difficult to ask them to do that.
1: It's all very interesting. Someone find out and let us know. You can email us at craigslist at gmail.com. Is that right?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you think you really thought I could get Craigslist? <laughs> no. Craig, craigslist at gmail is already an address. So. Oh uh they i should give it to tweet us. tweet at us tweet at us with questions and thoughts
1: okay yeah tweet at, tweet at us
0: yeah uh <laughs> when i
1: said tweet it sounded
0: weird tweet tweet us or tweet at us right you know you can do either one okay hashtag us
1: we'll never find it yeah
0: <laughs> craigslist podcast uh or i didn't think even that was not available Shit, I'm gonna have to <laughs> remind myself of what our Twitter handle is okay. by the end of the show. Remind me to do that. Okay. Um, and then you fell asleep. You fell asleep I watching did. this movie. This, Carla, this is an hour and eighteen minute movie. This is <laughs> a mere third of La Dolce Vita. This is a fourth <laughs> of Return of the King. You couldn't make it all the way through the end of this movie.
1: Babe, we had been traveling. We just got back from Detroit, which we had an awesome time. Yeah. Doing the Detroit Improv Festival. We were, we're on like, Eastern time. We were on Eastern time. I had been drinking nonstop for three <laughs> days. And we were like, we have to watch this movie before we go to bed. That's right. And so, I'm sorry, baby. It has no reflection upon <laughs> the film or the filmmaker or you and your choices. But I just got tired.
0: And – uh Two of my favorite songs are at the end of the movie. Uh, they use uh, Lou Reed's Street Hassle. And then playing over the uh, the credits at the end is Loudon Wainwright's The Swimming Song, uh, which is a song I love. And it totally ties into the themes of the movies because it's like this summer I went swimming, this summer I might have drowned, uh, but I kicked my legs and took a deep breath and moved my arms around, you know. So uh-huh. it's about kind of uh getting through something potentially traumatic a rite of passage passage and being brave enough to get through it so i love that song and i was listening to the credits uh just so i could hear that song and uh half asleep you sat up and you're like i'm sick of this song turn it off <laughs>
1: did i really yeah.
0: <laughs> i'm sick of this song turn it off
1: I'm so sorry. That's all right. I'm the worst. No, you're not. I'm so sorry. I don't realize what I'm saying when I'm asleep
0: because I'm asleep. Uh, part of the fun of watching a DVD from 2005 is seeing the trailers that go before it. Oh, yeah. And we watched a horrific Dylan McDermott Snoop Dogg oh, yeah. trailer.
1: And uh, what's her face? Rose Byrne was Rose in Byrne. it too.
0: And it was like, I have no memory of this movie coming out no. at all. And it looks like such a piece of shit.
1: It was like a love triangle between Rose Byrne, Snoop Dogg, and Dylan McDermott.
0: Yeah. The love triangle you never thought you wanted.
1: And you didn't because <laughs> it, it went away and was never heard from again.
0: Uh I, again, I love the music in this movie. They use Figure Eight from Schoolhouse Rock, which is scientifically proven yeah. to be the saddest song ever written.
1: Oh, really? How is that scientifically proven?
0: Well, uh, I, I don't know who the scientists were that came up with this. This is really just saying something that I'm saying right now. Oh, okay. I'm using hyperbole, oh, Carla. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that scientists have actually studied Figure Eight, but it's, a, it's a really, really <laughs> sad song. So
1: seriously, I thought you weren't kidding.
0: I'm deadpan like that, babe. Okay. Uh, so I think, you know, this ties into the melancholy <laughs> thing again. I'm just like, there's just like this. It's kind of funny. It's funny in a gut punch kind of way. Yeah. Like there's a lot of laugh lines, but you're like, oh, yeah, more than laughing out loud, you know? So the, there's a lot of pain that goes along with it. So I, I think it ties into my love for the uh, melancholy.
1: I didn't understand why nobody recognized that Pink Floyd song. Hey You? Yeah. when Yeah, like you're not
0: it. necessarily a big Pink Floyd fan, but you know that song, right? Right.
1: So in the talent show, there's this whole storyline where Jesse Eisenberg sings Hey You on his guitar and wins the talent show because they think he wrote it himself. Yeah. And there's like two people in the audience who happen to be his dad's new girlfriend and his mom's new boyfriend who know that he
0: – Yeah. At that, p- at that point, that song would have been out by six uh, for like six years that's and would have I'm been saying. played on classic radio like over and over.
1: And I just didn't buy that his parents wouldn't have known that song. Yeah. But maybe that's not being fair. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I guess he based it on a friend of his saying Behind Blue Eyes by The Who at a talent show. Really? And uh, pulled it off successfully. But he couldn't get the rights from The Who to uh. use that song. So he used Pink Floyd instead, which he thought was in a similar vein. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like more people would have, uh, would have known that. Definitely comfortably numb if you had done that. Yeah. Uh, I really think that Jeff Daniels has never been better than he is in this movie. Uh, he's, he's really great. one of my favorite actors. And this is a completely different mode than he's ever been in. He's such like a sad sack, you know, he's got this, uh, huge fuzzy beard, you know, and he just looks like, that bitter college professor who Mm -hmm. never like became the success (laughs) that he was hoping he would be. And he really encapsulates that Laura Linney, I think is, uh, I consistently like her in comedies and, uh, I don't like her as much in dramas, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? So I I feel like this is right in her wheelhouse of what she does so well, which is kind of like, a upper-class patrician, you know, educated sort of woman. Mm-hmm. Um, the Savages is another one, and You Can Count on Me, Uh movie I love which is not on the list but uh, is very close to being on the list. Um, those are my favorite performances of hers, and I think she's wonderful in this as well.
1: Do you care how I feel?
0: Yeah, I do care how you feel.
1: <laughs> she's fine, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not so impressed with Laura Lenny.
1: Yeah, she's a, she's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I, I generally believe her usually all the time, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what
1: are you saying? Yeah. Um, I just don't think that she just doesn't really jump off the screen to me in the same way that Helen Hunt does not.
0: You uh, like in Laura Lenny and Helen Hunt? Yeah, they're yeah. in the same
1: uh, genre of actor <laughs> to me where it's like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. Do I care? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I care so much about you, but I believe you.
0: Boring white ladies. Yes. it's <laughs> the, the category. Um, what was your joint custody situation?
1: Um... I, you know, I don't really remember. I can't remember. Because here
0: it's like alternating days, which just seems like a terrible idea of just like the dad has like Tuesday, Saturday and alternate Thursdays or something like that.
1: I think mine was that I was supposed to be, gosh, with my mom Monday through Thursday and my dad Friday through Sunday. Okay. I think that's what it was. Um, But I ended up staying with my dad all the time, most of the time.
0: Right. Did you have pets that you shuttled back and forth?
1: Uh we did not. Oh, we did. We had a dog, but it just stayed No, no, the dog had already been put down. Okay. Forget it.
0: Uh in addition to tennis, uh they played ping pong in this movie and I played a lot of ping pong. Oh, I know. Growing up, we had a pool table and then a ping pong table that you could put over the the pool table.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh and I had so many battles with uh my mom and Allison specifically, <laughs> and I remember uh creating a hole in the wall by throwing a ping pong paddle at my sister at her head. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cause wow. I was so furious. Like they would always come down to the wire. Like she would beat me 21, 19. Uh. So I can definitely relate to the scenes where uh, the, uh, the younger kid is playing Walt? ping pong. Uh, Walt is Jesse Eisenberg, right? Oh, or other way around. I can't remember. Yeah. The Owen Klein character.
1: We need to write down the character names. Before that would be we helpful. Start. Yeah, it's
0: easily googleable. Okay. Though, though I have access to a computer right here in front of me, but I'm not going to do it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I actually thought of you when I was watching that ping pong scene, and he throws the paddle at his dad. That made me laugh really hard. Um, yeah, but even that feels that feels so out of sync with anything that I did with my family. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't play tennis. Like, that feels like such a rich people thing. (laughs) Maybe it's not, but it feels like just a different class than I grew up in.
0: Uh, Tennis was very popular in the late 70s and early 80s because of John McEnroe and uh, Jimmy Connors were, like, the big American stars Mm -hmm. at the time. I just – we were not particularly wealthy, but I just remember everybody playing tennis Mm. where I grew up. Maybe it was just more popular in the D.C. suburbs. Yeah. In your area.
1: I grew up in Florida, so it was mostly swimming. <laughs> Everybody had a pool.
0: I would think Florida is a big tennis state.
1: Probably. We did not play tennis. Okay. We played softball and we swam. Great. That sp- was it. We didn't play soccer either. My brother might have played soccer. Do you care?
0: I do <laughs> I do care. Uh, I really love the ending of this movie. Uh, and I think that like that's the thing that kind of like puts it over the top for me uh and really solidifies it because he uh because of the hey you um controversy at school, he has to talk to a psychiatrist yeah uh who is uh uh what's his face kin uh lung from lost yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> uh who's the guy with psychic powers right right um and so Jesse Eisenberg kind of tells him this story of his mom would always take him to the Museum of Natural History, and he was afraid to look at the diorama of the squid and the whale, um, which is where the movie gets its title. What? And uh, and so the end of the movie, they play uh, the beautiful strings at the beginning of Lou Reed's Street Hassle. Uh, which is just such a cinematic song. And we kind of follow him as he – any movie – there's so many movies that end with somebody running through New York City. Yeah. <laughs> you know, The Apartment and When Harry Met Sally. Uh, so this kind of like joins that of like – then he goes to the um, museum uh, and then he's finally able to look at the squid and the whale for the first time. You know, obviously they're his parents and – uh he can handle the fact that they're divorcing and mm-hmm. that he needs to like look at this to get through it and move on with his life so to me it's such a moving way Uh, to end the movie for what it had been such an obscure title for most of the movie. They only kind of reveal the meaning of it at the very end. And I I just think that's cool.
1: Well, and also he has that scene with his father where he tells him he doesn't want to stay with him as much anymore. Yeah. And it's kind of like the first indication of, oh, he's going to start becoming his own man. Because the whole movie, he's just recycling everything that his father says and believes.
0: Right. Uh, you know, the books that his father yeah. Uh, is trumpeting. Yeah. And then finally he's got a little more sympathy for his mother.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: which is nice. You know, so I, I think it's a very moving ending.
1: Have you seen the squid in the whale in person? No. <laughs> Me either.
0: No, I think I've been to the museum of natural history. I've never
1: actually gone in. Yeah. I just like to stare at the outside.
0: <laughs>
1: no, there's a subway stop right out front, and I've gotten off a few times there. It's right
0: off of Central Park, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I know I've been to that museum. Uh, it wasn't in,
1: with me, because I've never been in.
0: Okay, it must have been before I saw this movie then, because there's no way I would have gone to this museum and not see the squid and the whale.
1: What is it exactly? Can you explain it to me? Do you know?
0: Well, it's a whale fighting a squid.
1: Right, I know, but like, what's the... Well, Why it, is it there?
0: <laughs> <it's> <laughs> to educate people. About what? About the, the creatures of the sea.
1: Okay. And their natural
0: rivalries. And they're
1: they're fighting? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't know. All right. I don't know.
1: I'll go with you on this. Squids
0: do fight whales, uh apparently. Okay. Uh the giant squid uh is one of the few creatures that could uh kill a uh a sperm whale? Mm. Maybe. Okay. Again, this is just the know-it-all just uh
1: Bullshitting his
0: way through the answer. (laughs) answer. I really don't know. We'll send you links to uh, thoughts on marine biology.
1: When I first saw this, I didn't. I don't think I understood the true meaning of the ending. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I agree. It's a very moving, uh, strong way to end this particular story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Noah Bombach, you prefer Francis Ha? I do too.
1: I really think Francis Ha is like stellar.
0: Yeah. I think rethinking it, uh, I think I do probably like that movie more and I would probably swap them out and put Francis Ha I can't in, have the, both. in the top 100. Are you sure
1: you want to get rid of La Dolce Vita?
0: <laughs> no, La Dolce Vita is moving up. We oh, already boy, already established that. So I would say this movie is like 98. That's about where it belongs okay. uh, on the list. But when I redo the list, I may put in Francis Ha. Instead. But
1: why Why does it have to be one for the other? Just because it's the same character? I guess director? I could have
0: two Noah Bombachs. I just, uh, I think it would be more likely, uh, to move this movie out and move Frances Ha in.
1: Okay. And, um, uh, sorry, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: we also like Margot at the Wedding. We both liked that movie.
0: Yeah, that, well, that's another painful People movie. People hate that movie. Yes. Again, it's like some very un- unpleasant characters being kind of mean to each yeah. other. Yeah. But I think he just he, yes, they are unpleasant, but he invests it with a lot of humanity, and mm-hmm. you just believe that they're real people, and there's room for it's one of Nicole Kidman's best performances I think so definitely too. in that movie, yeah, I agree, and uh Jennifer Jason Lee is great in it. Jack Black is great in that he is, in a very yeah. grounded way. uh, I love Greenberg, too, which I think you did not care for. I don't think I
1: even watched all of it. I think I left the room
0: and again, like. This guy just gets me because Greenberg is about a 40-ish guy in L.A., who's miserable and what? Uh, really unsure of his career path and his life. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like a one-to-one correspondence with me, but I'm saying that I could relate to aspects right. of that. And the ben- Well, actually
1: what you said is he gets me, and then you said it's about a 40-something-year-old man who's miserable. But you're not miserable.
0: I'm not miserable. You're I'm not. Gonna,
1: you're a happy guy. I'm
0: in a happy marriage. I'm on a great podcast.
1: Right? <laughs> I'm holding a gun to his head.
0: Yes, ma'am. And uh While We're Young, I think, was another one that you didn't like as much as me. What's that one? While We're Young is with Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts. Oh, no. And they become friends with a young couple uh because they want to be like hipsters again.
1: The first half of that movie is amazing and the se- second half falls apart. It
0: goes off the rails a little bit. A lot. Yeah. Where you're like,
1: this doesn't even feel like the same movie.
0: But I think Noah Baumbach. Movie. Yeah. And Mistress America, neither of us cared for that no. very much. There were big Greta Gerwig fans.
1: I'm a big Frances Ha fan. I think is yeah. what I am, and I know she's in it, but that doesn't mean I necessarily like everything that she's in.
0: I like her a lot. Uh, and Why don't,
1: did you marry her?
0: <laughs> if I was a character in a Noah Baumbach movie, I just might, because <laughs> she's going to be in a, in a mall. Yeah, in a mall in and a mall. in a mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to do a little khaki theater?
1: Sure. What What should we do this time?
0: This is actually something I was thinking about. Like, it was easy for *Lord of the Rings* and *La Dolce Vita* to do a parody of it, but this is a movie that's like actually funny and witty, <laughs>
1: and so it, super realistically and sad. Super
0: realistically sad. So, it's maybe harder to like replicate the dialogue from this movie. So, I have an idea of a of a scene that's implied by this movie, but it actually is not in the movie. Okay. So, uh, this. I
1: have an idea for a scene too. Oh,
0: you do? Yeah. Okay should we pitch each of our ideas? Can I do
1: mine first because mine's actually from the movie and then we will heighten into something that is not in the movie?
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Does that sound good? Yes.
1: Uh so the scene that I would like to recreate is the one with Laura Linney and um Klein, boy. Okay. Um when they're looking at the mirror in the mirror. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you remember what happens? I think so. And she's and he's like, Do I look like you? And she's like, No, you have your dad's features. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to do that one? Okay. All right. I'll play her. Okay. We're looking in the mirror. Did you have a good bath?
0: Yeah, it was a good bath. Do you think I look like you?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> do I look like you? No. Is that the right line?
1: You look like your your father. You have your father's features.
0: Oh. I think you're ugly.
1: Why would you say that, chicken? Pickle.
0: Why do you call me chicken and pickle?
1: Because that's that's what I do. It's a bad habit. I say things that sound stupid, but you love me because you're my son, and I'm not ugly. I don't think I am.
0: You're just a boring white lady.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> so that was my scene.
0: Did you just want to do your Laura Lenny impression?
1: I did. Did I sound like It That was her? pretty
0: good. That was, I, I
1: was pretty was accurate. Pretty and
0: she does call her son's chicken and pickle throughout the whole movie, which is probably why I can't remember both of their names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh It was good until you said, "Is that the right line?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that I was not giving you the correct prompt.
1: No, I was I thought we were going to riff a little bit. Okay. My bad. We're still figuring it out, you guys.
0: Um <laughs> Like, I know how to improvise, Carla. <laughs> but I also want to honor the superior writing of Mr. Bombard. All right. It's hard. It's hard to do a hybrid of scripted and improvisation. Uh, we
1: did it for the other ones. Yeah, we did. Okay, go ahead. And we're
0: going to keep doing it at Khaki Theater. <laughs>
1: whether it works or whether it, not.
0: Whether it works or not. Uh, I was thinking of, uh, there's a scene after, uh, you know, are you about to sneeze? <laughs> go ahead. Get it out if you no, have to. No, I was to. yawning. Oh, okay. Am I boring you?
1: No, I had a beer for lunch. <laughs>
0: You had more than that. You had more than a beer. I
1: had a beer and salad.
0: Yeah, you had a salad and I a beer. I don't usually
1: drink at one in the afternoon.
0: Okay. I was afraid you were about to sneeze and a cashew was going to shoot out of your <laughs> nose. Um, so the Owen Klein character is, uh, throughout the movie, uh, masturbating in the library and wiping his semen first on the <laughs> books and then on the lockers at school. And then later there's a meeting with the principal. Uh, and his parents where they can, conf- uh, she confronts the parents with this and they're like, well, how do you know that? And she's like, well, Hector reported it to me. And they pan over to the janitor, Hector
1: standing in the corner. That's yeah. a very funny part.
0: Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to do the scene, uh, that is not in the movie between Hector and the principal.
1: Great. And I'll be the principal. I'll be Hector. Okay. What is it, Hector? I have a, I have another meeting I have to get to and I'm very busy. Uh,
0: excuse me. Um, Mrs. Principal.
1: Yes, well, my name is actually Mrs. Schmidt, Schmidt, but if you can't remember that, that's fine. Oh,
0: I thought your last name was principal.
1: No, that's my the title of my job.
0: Okay, because it can be a last name. Oh, sure. Victoria Principal Hector from Dallas.
1: Something because I have a meeting. She's big. This is
0: 1985.
1: I have a meeting to go to.
0: Um, there's something very awkward I have to tell you about.
1: Okay, well, you better get it out loudly and quickly because the garbage truck outside (laughs) is 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 really making it difficult for me to hear you.
0: Yes, I hear that. Perhaps it is not as distracting uh <laughs> if you're not directly in this room. Okay. Okay. What do
1: you need? I need to get to my meeting. It's um, a very important meeting uh with my divorce attorney.
0: Oh, you're getting divorced. I am. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe you should be the main character of this movie.
1: Okay. Are we filming?
0: No, I, I'm. I'm just, what this Hector? Movie, what do you need? I, I have an appointment.
1: I have an appointment.
0: Okay, we all have appointments. Um, you know that kid? Uh, he's uh, you know, kind of a dark complexion. Larry looks a little like a young Phoebe Cates.
1: <laughs> oh right.
0: From uh, Fast Times. Pickle. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't think his name is Pickle.
1: Uh, that's his nickname. Did that's you say Larry? Name. Uh, Larry was a different kid I was thinking of. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
1: Uh, you're thinking of Pickle.
0: Uh, Yes, pickle. So, um, I noticed him, uh, smearing something on their lockers.
1: Um, so he's graffitiing?
0: Um, the lockers? In a sense. Paint? In a sense, it is a clear, uh, liquid. It's a clear, uh, sticky liquid.
1: Okay, so he's taking, um, lacquer?
0: No, it is not lacquer. It is more like whacker. Do you know what I'm, Hector,
1: are you saying what I think you're saying?
0: Miss Principal I do you My name to, is not Principal. Miss Schmidt? Yes. Miss Schmidt, do you are you going to make me say it?
1: Yes, because I don't understand what you're saying. Whacker.
0: He's smearing uh semen. Semen on the lockers. Are They're, you
1: are you telling me that Pickle is masturbating in public and then smearing his semen on the lockers? Yes. My goodness. Do you have any proof of this?
0: I saw it. You don't trust me?
1: I don't know. You're drunk most Frank, of the time.
0: Frank is the kid's name. <laughs> because I'm looking it up on IMDb right now.
1: Okay.
0: IMDb, yes, of course, is a card who- catalog we keep here in the office. Of that has the casts of every movie. Hector,
1: I know who Frank is. We call him Pickle around right, here. Right, right.
0: Frank. Pickle. Yes. Frank was smearing his semen on the lockers.
1: You, you must be mistaken. I that am not mistaken. That is an absurdly crazy, lunatic thing for somebody to do. It's disgusting It on is top disgusting,
0: of that. and I saw him do it. Okay, So you've well, got to get the parents in there and talk to them. We and need to do to some them. tests. Tests? What kind of tests are we going to do?
1: You need to get a sample
0: okay, of the cement, and we need to send it that. off to
1: my friends downtown.
0: No, I already sprayed it off with a high-pressure hose.
1: So you're just saying I have to believe you? I just have to believe that you saw this?
0: Please, trust me, yes. Ah. <sighs> You know, janitors who report semen smearings are so often <laughs> ignored.
1: This is true, and 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 it does come out eventually, usually months later, that the janitor was right. Yes, and then the principal is the one to ma- made to look a fool.
0: Exactly, we have been in this classic scenario <sighs> so many times.
1: Okay, you're right, Hector. Okay, I I will I will go out on a limb for you and say that I believe you. I will call his writer parents in and maybe it'll give them material for their next book I hope so But you have to be in the room with me when I tell them
0: Why would I have to be in the room Cuz when that I
1: is... when I say janitor I need them to pan up and see you and have that comedic effect.
0: pan up so we are in a movie Scene <laughs> Scene
1: That was fun
0: That was fun Noah, why did you not put that scene in the movie? (laughs) I feel like it would have just given those characters so much more depth. Agreed. As it is, we have to interpolate their entire backstory from just one short scene.
1: Is interpolate a word?
0: Extrapolate. Uh, I think you can interpolate and extrapolate.
1: (laughs) I love it. I'm going to look it up and write it down. I have a word journal where I'm trying to use new words. All right. Interpolate.
0: Anything else you want to say about Squin the Whale?
1: Um, should I give it my letter grade?
0: Yeah. What do you give it?
1: I give it a B. Okay. F- for, boy, that wasn't as bad as I remembered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very generous of you, Carla. I'm going to imagine this does not make your personal top 100 then.
1: I don't know. It might. I liked it. I did like it. Okay. It's a B.
0: I, would, I think your top 100 has to be all A's, right?
1: Yeah. Have seen 100
0: A That's movies so in movies. your life?
1: That's so many movies.
0: I bet you've seen 100 A movies.
1: All right. If you believe in me, then I'll believe in myself.
0: <laughs> I believe in you, Carla.
1: What's our next movie?
0: Carla, next week is going to be number 97 on the list. Uh-huh. This is a 1961 movie by Elia Kazan.
1: Ooh a blacklister
0: <laughs> yeah he's a total blacklister not the kind that raymond reddington hunts down
1: no and also not the kind that you submit your script to online for other people in the industry to read it
0: right this is the kind of guy who uh
1: who hates communists
0: <laughs> well he, he actually was not on the blacklist because he informed on his friends right yeah he, he's a, he been was on the blacklist. a real shit okay so you got a problem with mr kazan good to know all right
1: no well, this, i don't i don't,
0: I don't know. this movie uh is a romance Ooh. It's a romance, but uh, maybe- What did of, you say it was called? Uh, maybe kind of a sad one. It's called <strange noise> Splendor in the Grass.
1: Ooh, it sounds like a Tennessee Williams play that was made into a movie.
0: Uh, it wasn't a play, but it's, uh, it was written by the playwright William Inge.
1: Oh. And
0: uh, it stars Warren Beatty in his Ooh. first major movie and Natalie Wood.
1: Okay, Okay. so I'm interested.
0: That's something that you have to look forward to. My
1: ears are perked up.
0: All right. I've perked up Carla. Have (laughs) I perked up you, listeners? Uh, Watch Splinter in the Grass before next week and listen along with us. Thanks for tuning in to Craigslist. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.